the USFL gambling podcast, freedom cup championship reaction show on the sports gambling podcast networks brought to you by Circa sports. Yes. Circa sports is back with their Circa survivor and Circa millions contest for $15 million are up for grabs. Get all the details at circusports.com. And remember, as always, folks, to let it ride. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Football is a unique American experience, a game described by one turn of the century critic as crude and barbaric with little chance of survival. But survive, it did. I don't give a damn who you are. This is America, Jack. You know how to play winning those football? Well, 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 I don't get Being played in the United States Football League. NFL gambling podcast. Oh, it is a brand new day, Patty C, but not really compared to last season. Well, I guess, hold on. I'm getting ahead of myself, getting ahead of myself as the freedom cup comes to an end. But uh, look, perhaps you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to. Well, my name is Colby swinging database Dan, AKA pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. And you're nothing but a chameleon, lemon-headed, coward, terrorist pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're going to pay for it. Good night. Well, the Pittsburgh Marlins paid for it. Good night. USFL season, my future. Good night. 22 to one. We had a fumble for like a, a forward handoff cost me for my plus two or plus 180 Anytime touchdown by the defense. We got a lot to talk about. I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating sideline kiss, stealing, wheeling and dealing Patty C in the place to be. Hi. Let's get it going, buddy. Year two of the rebirth done this past weekend. We were, we had a, we had a little get together for the, uh, for the freedom cup Had yeah. some people there. Well, just me and you, but I mean, there's people. All we're right. people. We're people. We're, we're people. All right. We were drinking, watching the game. We even had some classic '80s USFL games on the other screens at God's uh, Eye. We're Americans. Yes. We we're freaking all Americans. You're weekend. gonna enjoy the Freedom Cup. You got to do it right. But Patty C, uh, I mean, Skip Holtz. I was thinking about this actually, buddy. 
So Skip Holtz uh, wins the back-to-back championship, and I don't understand. I was thinking about this driving home. So all I do is think about the USFL. You know what I mean? I was walking down the beach thinking about the United States Football <laughs> League, and uh, Patty uh, Pat C. Like, why? Why? When I look at this, okay, I'm thinking back to 2019, right? Yeah, we had the AAF, right? Yeah, there was a undefeated team called the Orlando Apollos. Yeah, Steve Spurrier, college football coach, mm. right? 2020, June Jones and the Houston Roughnecks were undefeated before COVID struck. In the first XFL rendition. Yeah, well, second actually. Second, yeah, I guess. College football coach, right? There you go. And now you've had Skip Holtz dominate this league two years in a row, college coach. And then if you if you dive deeper, uh, the other coaches that have had success in the United States Football League, uh, or or uh, you look at the XFL this past year, Bob Stoops played Reggie Barlow, both college football coaches, right? Um, true. Is there something that I'm just missing here? Because you look back uh, a season ago. Larry Fedora took New Orleans. They had a winning record. College football coach Mike Riley took the Generals to the playoffs a year ago. College football coach. Now he did suffer and have the only losing season that I can think of. Uh, 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 but Curtis Johnson, the Gamblers coach, former Tulane f- college football coach. So my point that I'm wondering here is why do they not hire more college football? Why do they try to be so much like the NFL? I know we got to recap the game, but I just thought about that. I was like, he simplifies the game. And his team looks fucking dominant over the past two years. Yeah. Why do they keep trying to throw in Jeff Fishers? Why do they keep trying to throw in other, like they look so much more fluid? And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact they're hiring these college coaches that are used to that much change, whether it's graduation, and whether it's the portal. That caliber of player. Yeah. And that caliber yeah. of quarterback. And so so after watching them dominate yet again. I'm sitting there and I'm driving home and I'm thinking like they need to hide and, and thinking about June Jones and Spurrier and, and Stoops and Reggie Barlow, who was all recently college football coaches. I say they're making a mistake by keep trying to throw in these NFL after, coaches. Well, well, eventually the, the, the stats are going to back that up to a uh, significant uh, degree if it continues in the way it has. So, or, or like the XFL was just putting like random players like Rob, Rod Woodson and Heinz Ward that didn't yeah. even have that much coaching experience. Yeah. They're just, they're just you getting big names for people to recognize for the the beginning of their league. But when they want to actually make effective winning football and the organizations, because right now, especially with the XFL, the it's league run. So is the USFL, but the XFL is probably a little more worried about making a splash in year. They're one. a little more gimmicky. Yeah. Um, so, so I do think that, you know, especially when these teams, which I guess the plan is eventually to sell them off to private owners and uh, have it be kind of more like an NFL model with each, each organization running itself. Uh, then you would figure they're going to go for what's going to get them the wins. And if it is college football coaches that prove to be the best out there, then hopefully they'll figure that part out. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like it's obvious when I watch that we've watched a lot of these spring leagues and since 19, those are the ones that stand out to me and they're all college coaches that dominate. Yeah, well, it almost makes you wonder, um, you know, how they would do at the pro level if they were given that. Well, Spurrier, we saw struggle. June Meyer, Jones, Meyer June Jones took struggle. the Falcons to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Um, Saban didn't stay long enough to. No, but know. there's still Harbaugh and there's Pete Carroll and there's examples now. Kingsbury failure. 
yeah. Matt Rule failure, but I mean it, it's 50-50 I feel like. Jimmy yeah. Johnson obviously had the the huge success there. Uh uh Barry Switzer when he jumped up. Yeah. Yeah, want to want a championship. Being on the most having the most talented team goes both ways. Yeah. You know? But either way, I'm just curious. Now let's talk about the game because people are saying, uh, "Hey, what the hell? You were sitting there we want to we want to hear about the game, but before we do that, I want to tell you that the USFL gambling podcast is brought to you by Circa Sports. Yes, Circa Millions plus Circa Survivor are back. $14 million in guaranteed prizes are up for grabs. Circa Millions, uh, at five NFL picks ATS each week against the spread. That's all you got to do. All right. And kick ass, and then you're going to be a millionaire. All right. Circa Survivor, uh, also just a different, uh, just pick a different uh, money line winner each week, and boom, you can enter in Las Vegas, play from anywhere. All right. Sports gambling podcast. Uh, myself, the crew, everyone's going to be out in Vegas uh, last weekend in August. CircaSports.com for all the details. CircaSports.com. Uh, what would you do, Patty C, if you won fourteen million dollars? Would you buy yourself a uh, an igloo? What would you do? I, I would bet the Birmingham Stallions three peat next year, and I'd put all fourteen there million down on that. You wouldn't go. For, you wouldn't invest in a USFL franchise, huh? I could probably buy one with that, couldn't I? Yeah, I feel point. like you could. I yeah. feel like you could have the gunslingers going. Uh, but yes, folks, check it out. It's all fantastic. Circusports.com. Remember, as always, to let it ride. All right, we are back on the USFL gambling podcast. Patty, see, now it's time to just dive into the game because uh, I, I I thought early on Pittsburgh got out to what a three nothing lead. I feel like, or was it six to? I think it was three nothing or six nothing, one of the two. And then uh, Birmingham. Then after the first quarter, yeah, you're feeling like okay. And then Alex McGill just said, "Hey, fuck you!" And yeah. he just started throwing the ball all over the field. I, I thought the Maulers defense probably looked the worst we've ever seen it. Yeah, and not only were they throwing it all over the field, they were just they were getting run on too. They were a sieve. Maybe they got tired, but that really didn't happen. What was most curious about that is that seemed to happen the first drive of. The third quarter, uh, which you know comes. I mean, I guess they have the short halftime, so it's not that big of a break. Yeah. But why would you come out of halftime and just be gassed like they look like they were? Yeah, they really, they really did. And uh, you know, the Maulers kept settling for field goals. I knew that was going to catch up to. We were talking, and I was like, dude, they got to start going for these fourth downs instead of kicking it. And they ended up missing the big pivotal. One blew it, still went four or five. So you can't even can't knock him too much. It, yeah. it wasn't even his fault. That was a bad, yeah, it was a bad, bad hold. They let the clock yeah. tick down to one and then snapped it in a hurry. And then you have the forward fumble just when you think the Maulers are going to come back in there and my mm. defensive touchdown prop is going to hit. That is a stupid rule. No, I've seen that in all forms of football, though. I think it's a stupid rule. No, that's fair to say that. But I'm just saying, yeah. like, this isn't like one of these ones, like, oh, we're trying this rule yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, no. But you're you're handing the ball. It's not like it's a forward pass. You're you're handing the ball. It's you're, you remain in possession of the football while you still give the guy's got to be person. smart. You've been playing the game your whole life. You know that's a rule. Yeah. All right. Just just line it up behind him and boom, it's a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, so the Maulers didn't even score an offensive touchdown. And uh, I know you know to be to to be fair, Ray Horton did have a point. Complete illegal motion, uh, or or not? Was it illegal motion, or was it, what was it that on that touchdown that should have been a five yard penalty? 
They, mm. The refs missed yeah. a lot. Two, two of, men in motion, yeah, yeah the, so illegal motion. There was a couple times of that too. Like he he, he went off. He on was them. right. Yeah, he was right. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he didn't was, stop going off on him either. Yeah. So but he was right. Everything he was saying is like, this is the championship game. You yeah. are ruining the game. True. You can't mess up calls like this in this big of an environment. Now, to be fair, I don't think that would have had a difference on the outcome. But it's tough to say that. Yeah, but the, look. You could argue that the fullback slant might be the the reason why you lost the game, because <laughs> that was the centerpiece of your <laughs> offense once again. Uh, fullback slant, uh, it's the, like playing a video game back in the day. That's what I love about watching Ray Horton's offense. Yeah, it's like playing like when we grew we were growing up. You played like the EA Sports games for Sega Genesis or something. Yeah, and I'm, it's you, a Madden '92 play, right? But there. no, back in the day, you would have like you would have like these NFL games. I actually think it was a little bit better of a system because. EA now owns the NFL's product, whatever they make. Back in the day, for us, you'd have like 30 NFL licensed games, and some of them were terrible. And sometimes I remember like Joe Montana's football. They would have the real teams, players, and everything. Yeah. Uh, but it was like they didn't figure out the game yet. And there yeah. only a couple plays would be consistently working. Right. So that's what I mean. It's like fullback slant would that, be working, and you just yeah. dial that that's up all glitch. game. That's yeah. the glitch right yeah. there. They, they got so, figured out. <laughs> You know what it is? Uh, sometimes it's a fullback slant. Other times it's just like have a mobile enough quarterback, which they did. Yeah. To 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 when the when the offense when when no one's open or you can't find the open receiver, as it were, then you, the, the 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 protection breaks down. You scramble through a, an opening in the line of scrimmage, and then you have a fullback breaking across the middle of the field, and you shuffle pass it to him. So I don't know if that's a slant or just like an <laughs> ad lib play that they have figured out, but it, it keeps working. To the point where it gets some field goals, yeah. but nothing more than that. Yeah. Now, so, I mean, Birmingham put it on them. I mean, late at least it seemed like the, or at least like second and third quarter. You could argue Pittsburgh got a little momentum in the fourth. Yeah, but Birmingham, they were yeah, just a far better team, very much in control. But here's my thing: if 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 Birmingham did this, Scarborough didn't play the whole season after besides week one, right? Yeah, Shark Dog was out most of the year. Yeah, Jamar Smith. Injured week one out for the season. Yeah. Marlon Williams injured week one out for the season. And then the MVP from last year's champion freedom cup was, uh, was in the XFL. You had all those hits to your team and they, they just look better. This is what I mean back to the college coach thing is I'm like, I think it's a lot smarter. And I think the league would be smarter. Like you look at what we've watched a lot of spring football. And to me, there's only been a couple teams that have really looked the part like looked like it's a fluid game on offense and defense. How much of that though, do you think is just like talent and maybe he's got an eye for talent. I do think he's simplifying the game. I think that's, that's what I think, but I think having a dude like Alex, I mean, he's throwing but he in just double it with Jamar Smith. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, that's what I'm saying. You got two, but that, that they're probably not in reality. I mean, they look amazing compared to the other quarterbacks in the league. I think they are better. But uh, they probably look a lot better too because they're in a system that you know allows them to flourish. But it's like where we saw PJ Walker in the XFL 2.0. We saw Jordan Tayamu. That's a good example. He looked like ass with Todd Haley last year. Yeah. He goes to Reggie Barlow, who recently coached college, and to me, they just looked completely better. Why is that? Why can they do that? That's why to me, if I'm trying to make the product more sellable, and I know Moose Johnson's got NFL connections. Yeah. Uh, broadcasted, you know, and he wants to try to be like the NFL, which I, I actually urge them not to, mm-hmm. 
is, is, you know, maybe you go for more college coaches where the game will look fluid and that sells better on TV because watching them all look and Ray Horton did a great job from year one to from taking over Kirby Wilson. But I will say you watch that offense. I saw you even tweet this out. It's makes you want to vomit yeah. watching that offense. Same with uh same with to me, a lot of the league, like as much as I think this, the USFL's product is better than the XFL's product. Yeah. As far as on field performance, you still watch like the Michigan Panthers offense, you know, two weeks ago against Philadelphia and you go, this game it's fun. It's entertaining, but the offense it's like they haven't practiced before. Yeah. Right. Again with Pittsburgh talent, an issue. I mean, Marable, even as the backup, you know, far better, far more talented than Garrett Grosha. You know, <laughs> but they re- they could have got a different running back. They they re-upped on him. That's yeah. a, that's on them. Yeah. So I don't think that that's necessarily you know a college coach being superior as it is for one team having shit management and and talent acquisition. But habits. like I said, I don't even think it's this example. I think it's everything. The Orlando Apollos in the I agree AAF, June Jones when he was with the Roughnecks. There's something about what they do. And that's why if I were them, instead of keep trying to get John DiFilippo, who I think did a decent job yeah, uh, or, or uh, you know, all these NFL guys, Mike Nolan and stuff, I would be like, dude, what is Bronco Mendenhall doing? What is uh what is uh Gary Patterson doing? What is like some of these yeah. college coaches that well, have really adapted to change? Cause you have to in the college game. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I think that, you know, I think the game is probably more in line with what a college coach is dealing with, you know, in the in game and, and in preparation. Um, I would also say from a marketing standpoint, there is while the NFL has almost all of the, you know, top 100 most views ga- viewed games in any given season uh, with uh, co- considering all sports, college football is usually second in America. Well, and I also think people rush to that number and say, well, NFL is the more dumb well, college football has division one college football has you know, 260 teams. Yeah. If you're so, talking about so, total viewership. Yeah. It's if you spread it out, the NFL has got 32 teams. Yeah. So there's that too. That That like, is true. So that, that is a stat that should be taken. So what's being watched more college football and NFL. And look, it doesn't have to be committing completely to the college game. You can strive for somewhere in between, but it does seem like you're right right now. They're trying to make it. Pro well, if you're football. trying to get if you're trying to get better ratings though, to me, like when you watch a game, when I watch that stallions offense, they are by far out of the whole league, the cleanest offense and cleanest defense. Like, I mean, I wouldn't say cleanest defense, but they're a decent defense. John Chavez does a good job. College DC, long time sec DC. And, and then you have the offense that just looks so much more fluid and it seems like plug and play. It doesn't matter who, right? I agree. I agree. And and, uh, so not only is the scheme, especially with the amount of time, like pros, you're you're probably going year round. You know, you've got continuity year to year a lot of the time with a lot of the positions. A lot more continuity, more yeah, more continuity yeah. than you probably have at the USFL level. And if they're if they're good enough, then they're going to leave the USFL for the NFL. So you should count on these players not being there forever, which lends itself to a simplified system a little bit, uh, especially in the passing game. Yeah, and then also like uh, the fans, like you mentioned, of smaller teams and like more fans watching different teams. That's probably the type of fan that's going to watch the USFL. The the type of fan that watches the NFL wants yeah. it to be something that's but you super get, popular already. You, you know? get this all like one thing I, I I've learned and I don't know where we're going with this. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if, if this is not appealing to you, but um, 
the like the alt fan, I, I like alt football fans. I can we are alt football fans by default, but we're just football fans. Mm-hmm. I don't label myself as an alt football fan, yeah. but I feel like fantasy football has birthed this like fan of whatever they just want to play fantasy football or DFS and they want more football, but they don't, I don't know that they truly love football like us. Yeah. Like to me, they love stats. People say, well, you need fans in the stands. I agree, but it's not a big deal to me. Like when we watch the USFL, I mean, look, I would like that. I think they, they need to incremental amount, like zero fans in the stands is a little tough to watch, but even like a sparsely filled stands is fine. You know, I don't need a packed house. Yeah. I'm just just watching the game. Like now, yes, I would rather have it with fans, Yeah, but I'm saying it's not that big of a deal for me at knowing that a brand new league is starting out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, uh, so I, I got to go to us. Uh, I was part of USFL media day and I know Moose Beautiful. Johnson was there. Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, and he was saying that they're coming back to, the, and they're going to do hubs again next year. Yeah. Modified hub. Yeah. Modified hubs. Means. I don't know what that means either, yeah. but, and I know some people are frustrated with that, but I also think like we saw the XFL lose 60 million. Now I, any company that starts out, is going to lose money. So I don't even, I don't even think that's a bad thing. Right. Yeah. I think like that could be sustainable. They're in fact, they're going for out the gate. Look at anything successful. Elon Musk's company, whatever. What's the car company? Uh, Tesla. Yeah. That shit was t- in the red for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Netflix was in the red, all that shit. Yeah, no, yeah, that's I, normal. Smart yeah. business yeah. management. I am fine with. And I think the fact that they're like sticking to their guns on it and they're like, you guys deal with it. Right. We are making our like products sustainable here. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and then so the real fans, even though everyone else is like, Ugh, you know, I don't know if it means like the 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 fans that are like casually buying in are going to lose interest, and that will ultimately hurt the league and make it non-sustainable. That's a possibility, but I think a lot of the fans are like us yeah. and just want to watch football in this spring. Well, it's it's like especially as well, you, you get either have the, the football junkies like us that will watch any type of football. Yeah. Or you have the alt, like the to me the the I shouldn't say the alt, but like the fantasy football, yeah, alt like, you know, and and it makes a weird mesh of of fans for these spring mm-hmm. leagues. But either way, I was a bit surprised that Moose Johnson said that, and I got uh, you know, I don't know what do you make what do you make of it next year? So we're not going to have the home environments. What do you think? Well, I saw speculation that there would be a few teams playing in the home environment a few teams playing in the hub, hence the modified hub, but that's pure conjecture. We have no idea if it's back in the hub, then get yeah. out of Ford field. That is the worst one. It is what yeah. it is. You know, that's the NFL stadium. They can't pack an NFL stadium play in a fucking small stadium. That's true. If yeah. you're worried about like empty seats being like uh aesthetically unpleasing to you and that affecting like your ability to enjoy the game, then yeah. Why don't you just play in a smaller stadium instead of trying to play in a fucking like, yeah. Yeah, Gigantic I don't. Stadium. I don't get it. But uh, the Maulers, if Ray Horton comes back next year, Patty C, are you optimistic they will be back in the Freedom Cup? No, but um, I think he'll do a good job. I think he did a pretty good job this year. I think they obviously have a long way to go offensively. I think they're, you know, they were a four and six team <laughs> this year. They're about a four and <laughs> five and five team next year, maybe. Uh, I'm going to ask you again for this. Okay. But uh, look, before we get out of here, we're going to tell you that uh, the USFL gambling podcast is brought to you by underdog fantasy. Best ball mania is here and underdog fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog pickup is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and NFL season player props. And when football season rolls around, uh, they, first off, they had USFL 
obviously the USFL season comes to an end uh, with the freedom cup. And uh, now, now for college football and NFL, they'll have that shit out there. Uh, so check that out. There's so many ways to win over at underdog and underdogs available in so many States head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. Once again, that's underdogfantasy.com. promo code S G P N. All right, Patty C uh, is skip Holtz. Let me ask you this. We're assuming Alex McGough is going to be on an NFL roster. Correct? I guess you would think so, but so knows? if Jamar Smith comes back next year, are they going to win again? Yeah, they're they're favorites. I think if they have either of those two dudes at the helm, they're in good hands. Uh, Alex Magoo was wearing a pearl necklace, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> uh, someone needs questionable, to rip a little right. questionable there, yeah. but uh, hey, um, I mean, what coaches do you want to see gone? At, you know, heading into next year or or not? You know, let's see who did we have? We had Skip Holds at Birmingham. We had so uh, Holtz has got to come back because he's looking like friggin' Lombardi yeah, right now. Yeah, uh, um, got to have the dynasty. C- Curtis Johnson at Houston, sure. I mean, he had a winning season year one. Yeah, solid. Uh, Todd Haley at Memphis. I mean, you know my opinion. <laughs> he had a winning season too, Colby. Did Dan. he? I thought he won five hundred. Maybe he did. No, Wait. I thought they all, oh did. I think did he they? went five and five. Okay, yeah, yeah you're right. Uh, Mike Nolan. Mike Nolan was he wearing the suit this year? I mean, they made the playoffs, so I could see them making the case. If it was up to me, get him out of here. There it is. Yeah, uh, Mike Riley. I'll give him one more year because of year one he looked good. They start pulling that he, quarter. That seat should be hot. He was the worst coach in the league this year. I agree, but last year he was very good. Yeah. And he j- and they cut Jaco- Dakota Pro Cup for some strange reason. Uh, he's yeah. back in the he's back in the CFL Just, uh, with the it, Blue Bombers. Worse yeah. than Steve Spurrier in the '90s with the quarterbacks. Yeah, I've yeah, never seen yeah. anyone like Mike yeah. Riley this year. Pretty with quarterbacks. pretty bad. John uh, DeFilippo. I mean, to me, I was actually he was he overachieved my expectations. Now he did the same as Fedora, and if anything, Fedora was more competitive in that game against the Stallions. Yeah, but. As much as I would like to see a different guy there, I don't know how you fire him. Well, he's a JMU Duke right here, so like uh, <laughs> I think he should be. It should have been coach of the year. Let's be honest. Bart Andrus. I mean, he went to the Freedom Cup in year one. I think he needs to be back. So, so to Probably. me, Michigan. Lastly, and Ray Memphis. Horton. Ray Horton's Horton. got just because you yeah. went to the championship. I don't understand how you You're fire. Staying. Yeah, he did so, a good job. I, I think I think he, Memphis go out and get Justin Fuente. And uh, what about Michigan? Hold on, let's think of Memphis. Who else they could get? Mem- Justin Fuente. Justin Fuente. Like I said, there's uh, who who's some retired coaches out there? June Jones. Yeah. June Jones, Justin, just June Jones is old, but I think it makes a lot of sense. Is that the, uh, you know, that's the, I guess though the former player thing works. But June Jones just took the Seattle. St- Team to the playoffs in the XFL. He was undefeated last time he was a head coach in one of these leagues. Yeah, no, he's a good, he's a good coach. They should consider him. They should consider Justin Fuente. They should consider who who else we got, Patty C. Who is the coach? Who do you think would you think there's some other college coaches that would jump on this that are older college coaches that yeah. got canned? Who is it? Yeah, who's a recently uh I'm drawing blanks on uh I wish Schnellenberger was around. You think Frank Beamer would take it? No. <laughs> uh, get Bud Paul Foster. Paul Johnson? 
I, get, we've lobbied forever, but they want—they're not going to do that. Paul, right? Johnson, Paul Johnson should Pittsburgh's offensive coordinator. Oh man, please, oh, baby, we will be so, so watchable. That'll be—that'll be Ray Horton. If you're listening to this, go get Paul Johnson as your offensive coordinator, yes. and you will win the USFL championship next year. What? What about Bronco Bronco Mendenhall to uh, to Michigan? Sure. I'm trying mean, to think of who else could they get. Brady Hoke. Who's a Michigan <laughs> legend? Let's get Tom Brady. What? I don't want to see that's like an XFL move. Yeah. I don't want to see that shit just putting a player back. I'm just there. talking about yeah. what's a regional fit. Give me something like uh, No, I want to see I don't care about the name in the city. That's XFL stuff. To me, I want to see like scheme. Okay, what's scheme? Scheme like to me is what makes it appealing. Sure. Like that's why Skip Holtz is dominating this league. No, what are the what are some of the most compelling schemes we've seen? Well, that's why I thought Mendenhall that offense he had with an eye at Virginia would be yeah. interesting. Oh, that'd be fun if they both went over there. We're the most multiple offense in college football. Who's the coach that got fired recently that you just think like possible? Patterson, Gary Patterson. Once again, he doesn't bring the offense with him. We're gonna have to do some research. How on mommy? How mommy? I mean, any how mommy to any the air league? Raid? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, folks. It's been a wonderful season. Patty C was year two better than year one. I think so. I think it was about about the same, maybe a hair better. I think it was a little bit better. The product was better. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The product was the better. excitement level was the championship game was better last year. Yeah, but this year's like on the field play Absolutely better than last better. season. Absolutely better. And the Mahler's uniforms certainly better than last season, but the Showboats uniforms were a fucking fail. Let me give you. Let me give you a uh, uh, my dad, ultimate casual, right? Yeah. Football fan, right? Been a casual fan for his whole life, but he's still a casual, right? He, uh, you know, year one USFL, he's uh, got yeah, fuck that. I don't want to, I don't care about it. It's not, it's not real football, you know, get it out of my way this year. I'm, I've got him watching it. He has to admit the quality of the play is freaking excellent. Yeah. He still, he still hates the fact that no fans, he can't take it seriously. Cause there's no fans. Well, that's, that's what the lay fans complain is. But once right. again, the lay fan, right. Fuck they, they're not, you know they're I mean? not like, watching yeah, the, yeah, they're not yeah. invested long-term in this thing. But the, if the if the quality of football, if he's willing to admit that, then yes, I would say that's absolutely the case. And when the fans finally come along, they're going to go, "Oh, this is great football!" Boom! And don't act like, dude. I was watching. Uh, we watch old NFL games, old college football games, old anything, yeah. USFL, CFL, whatever. Here at the studio, I was watching like NFL game from like 1991, where no one was at the Jets game. Yeah, like nobody. Yeah. This is like a Jets Week 10 matchup. I mean, this shit happened. In the pro, in the NFL, especially you go back to like the early Super Bowl, Super Bowl one. No yeah, one's there. Don't like worry about it. You're building something. Fifteen percent attendance yeah. at the Super Bowl one. I got a friend who bartended Super Bowl one. Well, he's gone now, but rest in peace. But he uh, he was like, dude, no, I I he was fresh to America from Mexico. Yeah, he gets his bartending gig, thinking he's gonna make big money because they promised him big money. He's like, no one showed up to that fucking game. <laughs> go go look at go Google image that. No one's at that game. Yeah. So don't worry about it, folks. It's coming. And, and by the way, Super Bowl one was not the NFL's first year. It was like the NFL's like forty fifth year or something, mm-hmm. whatever year that was. Forty whatever. My, what's my math there? Forty seventh. Yeah. Forty fifth, maybe. I don't something know. like that. Yeah. Folks, it's been a fun year. And look, any off season news that we come by, we will go live and do a show. If not, we will. If there's not any substantial news, we'll be back in early two thousand twenty four. We appreciate anyone, each and everyone. Anyone, each and everyone, I can't fucking talk. <laughs> that listen to the show, please, if you can, spread the word. And we appreciate people that enjoy the United States Football League because we think we got a good thing going here. Let's keep it going. Spread the word, folks. 
This is the USFL Gambling Podcast. Make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at USFL Gambling. Also, you can watch this show on YouTube, youtube.com slash USFL Gambling. So check that out. And uh, folks, until uh, until next time, this is the United States Football Podcast, Gambling Podcast. I can't fucking talk. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. Run and shoot.